Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to another show from the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast. Um, We got a full ensemble today. We got Jamal is back with me. Caitlin's back. Uh, returning from a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a hiatus is Mr. City Sellers himself. Yes, sir. And coming back from a very long the vacation, dad. and I, I don't know if he's had problems at the border or whatever it may have been, but we haven't seen this guy in a long time. We got my man D Wayne back. What's going on? Man, that's a lot going on. <laughs> Look, man, you got the floor. So what, what's, what's, what's the problem, man? <clears throat> First of all, straight now. I think everyone knows where I'm about to go with this. Oh, boy. I, yeah. I know. I just thought about this. Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> I have an issue with this John Cena versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> Batch. Why are we not surprised? <laughs> and my issue is it is with it's, it's going to be at a B-rated pay-per-view. Now, I'm trying to figure out if you're really trying to put someone over and especially in a match of this magnitude, why put it on a B-rated pay-per-view? Cena got to make movies. Yeah, I got to make movies. No, I don't. Seriously, I don't care about Cena making movies. <laughs> no. Now, here's here's my theory upon it, and I've been thinking about this. I've been talking to Silly Salas about this. Look, Cena has to win. That's the only way this will work. He has to. So. There's no other option. He has to win. He has to. Why? I'm waiting for Fred. Why? Yeah. The reason why he has to win is because, one, it's a B-rated pay-per-view, which means that I feel personal, if you're putting, if you're John Cena, you're trying to put somebody over, a B-rated pay-per-view is not uh, an area where, in which you should do it in, especially if it's so-called passing of the torch one Vince McMahon guy to another. Shouldn't be going to be ready to pay for you. This is a match. Can I ask you a question? Can I, yeah. can I, just, can I just get you, Jack? Can I ask you a question? What makes you think the the actual passing of the torch will happen uh, in two weeks at No Mercy? That's the thing. I, I, phys- I personally believe that John Cena is going to win. I see what you're saying. So there's no point of if Roman right, so, Reigns so, win. If, if a Roman Reigns, a Roman Reigns win would be considered a passion of the, a, a passing of the torch. A Roman Reigns right. win would be considered a passing of the torch. One, two. I think that it will bring more heat on him and hurt him more than anything. I mean, uh, he can't go lower than he already is. Oh, it can get worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, look, this is. This is the thing. I do believe that there is some truth that this is the beginning of the passing of the torch. Um, John Cena is 50 years old. He wants to make movies. He <laughs> wants to do TV shows, and he's already hosting the Today Show. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, for better or worse, is the guy that they're trying to push desperately. And the truth is, is that they need a person to fill John Cena's shoes today, actually. Yep. But Seth Rollins didn't work out for whatever reason. Look, are we not going to bring up the fact that the Bellas questioned his family loyalty last night on Total Bellas season premiere? No, we're not because no one watched that show. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no Only one. James watched it. He watched it. It's like six months behind, though. I, I mean, no one mm. watched the show. Yeah, no, no, no one. one. That's why we're not bringing it up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, not, it's not in my questions but, but, today, guys. We're not talking about Total Bellas. Right. <laughs> Thank God. But, but no one does because what is that show? Uh, with that said, I do believe that this is the beginning, and I think this is a long, drawn-out process, ultimately to WrestleMania. It, the, the, these things happen in threes, and I think it's similar to the John Cena-Kevin Owens uh, feud, yep. and I think that it will be go along those lines that uh, it's No Mercy and then Survivor Series for Raw, right? I don't think they have another pay-per-view after that. No. Because they're not doing two. <clears throat> and, uh, so 
If you're telling me that no mercy happens and then the finish is what it is, they do something else in Survivor Series and then they string it along to what Royal Rumble, or at least and then you know I mean th there are a lot of ways that they can go with it, but they're not just going to set this up and blow it all at uh at no um, no mercy. Yeah, which is the reason why I think John Cena is going to win. I, I, I mean, my ten cents is that. I think they're reaching for ratings because there was another big match. I can't remember what it was a couple of pay-per-view ago. Oh, great balls of fire. We got Joe and um Brock and Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's a high caliber match that we got. That, was, that was a great match. New pay-per-view. So I, you know, maybe they're reaching for ratings, but again, I firmly believe in threes when it comes to WWE. So uh yeah, you know. But that's, um, they're sprinkling the seeds now. I think they gotta have those ratings for those B level pay-per-views, or nobody's gonna want to watch them. But, right, which is why gender won at Backlash and not, yeah, exactly. you know, SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's 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 get on gender right here. Yeah. Okay. Let's Don't not. Let's, let's not do that. No, I, 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 I personally, I like him, but no buts. No, no gender, more, no gender no. talk right now. We're going to get on agenda right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's what we're going to do right now. Oh, so oh. um. It's just because we're staring crab. He does not want to talk about gender today. Yeah, I hate puns. No, that's that's really what it is. I absolutely hate puns as much as I hate Roman Reigns. That was a pun. Yes. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm you guys. Caitlin, please take over for me. I'm gone. Awesome. All right, you guys are stuck with me as the MC for tonight. So, um, first question, we guys, we have to talk about what the fuck is happening with Global Force Wrestling. I'm very excited, especially to hear Crab's take on this. Is there going to be a future for them? Do, <laughs> There's do, a present do, for them? Is, is there a present for them? Like, can, <laughs> can we buy them? Can we go together and buy Global Force? To the Kickstarter. Uh, I think I, I would like to. Okay, so Sports Illustrated had a big story um, <laughs> yesterday about what's going on with Global Force and the fact that um, apparently Hootie and the Giant Owl are oh, trying to be out, and and goddamn it, Hootie, you know you you brought so much joy to so many people, but um, <laughs> but Hootie wants out, and we don't know what's going to happen with Global Force. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, known as Bully Way, also basically t tweeted to the locker room, "Hey, uh, you guys have always been good. It's not Keep you. Your hands it's up. Them. Yeah. Keep your hands up. <laughs> Fuck that out." Oh. What a, what a horrible breakup that is. I mean, what, what person in history ever loved it? It's not me. It's not you. It's me breakup. That's they're talking, they're so, talking about moving them to Toronto, though, which I don't want them. Can someone else take them, please? Winnipeg? Can you take Global Force? I don't want it. Well, but, but here's the thing, though. Uh, and this is, I really hope that WWE at least buys the TNA library. I think it would be interesting because rumors are WWE is pursuing actively uh, Jay Lethal, and that would be yeah. a hell of a backlog um, for him to bring that black machismo and his Ric Flair impressions. Uh, AJ Styles apparently went just worked at Walmart uh, in the ten years or so that he spent allegedly on the indie scene. That's not, of course, named TNA, and God only knows where Kurt Angle went after he left uh, WWE. So I think they kind of, you know, the funny thing about that is when the Kurt Angle documentary was on the WWE Network and he was talking about he was suffering from addiction, literally painted out the picture that that's why he was gone for 10 years. Because there was no such thing as he was still wrestling. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I was suffering from painkillers and... Dixie Kurt. Yeah, he was <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. Right. So uh, the rumor is, is that the dude, uh, John Gabrick, who is a big part of the Global Force development team, is friends with Kevin Dunn, uh, unfortunately, the uh, executive vice president of television for WWE. Um, and then, of course, if they do buy Global Force or whatever it is as a whole, they could absorb the Hardy Boys gimmick and let them do their thing finally. Um, yeah. Jeff Jarrett, who looked like a trash bag at, um, at uh, the AAA show a couple weeks ago, has taken an indefinite leave that he didn't know about. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And apparently Anthem... Uh, the only thing that they're making money off is their pop TV deal, which aren't they glad they signed that two-year deal? Oops. So let me let me ask this question though. So if you're in the mind of WWE, what is and if you buy Global Force, what are you buying it for? Are you buying it for another type of show, which will be your NXT, or are you buying it for the wrestlers and the product? And why would you want to? You're, you're buying it for the wrestlers and the product. Yeah. So if you're buying uh, it for the wrestlers uh -huh. and the product, I mean. 
is that really worth your time for maybe five wrestlers? I would assume it's going to be like what happened with WCW, right? Like they're going to buy out some of the contracts. They'll let some people go. They'll probably do some shitty invasion angle. And, you know, that's going to be what it is. But I'm, I'm sure the interest is definitely in the tape library, right? Because you've got so much footage. That's I mean, it's not, it's not great because half the wrestlers are fucked up on painkillers, but you have footage that you can use for things, like right. endless DVD collections. But, you know, how, like off the top of your head, you can probably name maybe like three or four decent wrestlers they could keep out of Global Force. And then everyone else, you know, have fun on the indies. I, I don't know. Three and four is a, it sounds like even a stretch to me right it, now. It's generous. That's a generous number. But I can it's, name three or four. Well, I mean, the real question is, is can you name three or four Global Force wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> no. I used to watch, so yes, I can. But You, you can. I, mean, I, I, I can. You can, but like, literally, Bobby Lashley, we, we, he does not need to come near WWE again. Uh, EC3, I don't think that would absolutely work by oh, any means. I love um, Eli Drake. He'd be great. Eli Drake, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like to see you know Abyss. Abyss, and, uh, yeah. Ab- Abyss uh, could be interesting. I don't think yeah, Abyss Rosemary. Did. Oh, Rose, Rose, oh Rosemary. Yeah, we need yeah. Rosemary, one hundred percent. Yeah, actually, all yeah, the women's so I mean, division can go. For all I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I, oh, I do oh, think oh, that and Gil, and Gil Kim deserves to retire in the WWE Hall of Fame. Why? That it's not going to happen. It's Why? She did. Happen. She did her best work in TNA. Exactly. It's not going to happen. You will not see her ever in the Hall of Fame. Ever. Well, I'm, I'm not saying ever, but why should it's why she deserve that? I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know that best work in TNA was absolutely ever a thing. But okay. I guess Sting did his best work in TNA then, too. Like she never got a shot in WWE like she should have. Never. Well, Sting did his best work in WWE. She got the, the low in the stick. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean I'm saying, like, we in the Hall of Fame, and especially in other sports, uh, the team that you made your, your mark on is where you retire, usually. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And other teams, that's where you go in as. And other teams may put up a banner in, in their building before you as well. Um, unless you're Jackie Robinson, then everybody does it. But, <laughs> but the idea I don't know. Is, a fair, fair point, I guess. Yeah. But I still think that if they buy, if WWE buys um, uh, TNA or Global mm-hmm. Force or whatever, um, and Hootie officially flies the coop, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Godspeed. I do believe, Godspeed. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about it. There, are, there is a lot of upside to it. You know, WWE gets an influx of wrestlers that they desperately need because NXT isn't churning them out in the way that they need them to. Um, they do get an awesome tape library of the last, what, 15 years of some crazy, never before seen to WWE fans' eyes matches. And a little bit of backstory. You know how many DVDs they're going to turn out with all of the old uh, AJ Styles stuff? Um, so many. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's all, uh, Bobby Roode stuff. That's going to be all day long. So let me ask you this. Um, so just add into that, though. So if WWE buys Global Force, they can finally make some recognition to these independent scenes where some of these wrestlers go to so they don't act like they're quote unquote rookies in the WWE. Nope. Nope. No, yeah, no, they're, they're, no. <laughs> once Global Force and Hootie sells off, that's it. That is never nope. existed. <laughs> no, because unless you are a Rey Mysterio or Sting or Dallas Page or a person that really didn't have as much of an imprint in WWE, uh, they have to reference your WCW days. AJ Styles, the definitely not because he's definitely made more of an imprint to WWE's, um, you know, to WWE's uh, competition. Yeah. AJ Styles is good enough now where you can go, okay, what did he do in a TNA? We don't really need to care about that. Wow, he's right. worth a whole tape library. That's saying something certain, for sure. His matches alone, uh, those X Division matches are worth yeah. – that's, a, that's, a, that's another good. network. Yeah, yeah. All right, so going back to even what we were talking about before with a lot of the women wrestlers, I was thinking too, and this is not my own original topic because some of my friends are talking about this online, uh, the Mae Young Classic – which sadly I have not watched a lot of yet. It's been a I hell of a couple of weeks. Either. We, can, we can admit it. This is a safe space, guys. We can admit that we have not watched it. But a lot, of my friend, a lot of my friends are bringing up this interesting point that it may just actually be a vehicle to bring Ronda Rousey and or the Four Horsemen of the MMA into WWE. So how do we feel about that if that's actually the case? 
Like it, That's it, the it's, most it's, disgusting it's, thing I've heard today. It's doing a disservice to the other women who are actually legit wrestlers, isn't it? Like it's just kind of why? What's the point then? I, you know? I okay. So first of all, about who did not watch the May Young Classic, we're just going to just. <laughs> We're just going I to say it. that I'm two, for two. I'm two for two for the questionable shows of people who have not watched. That's all I'm going to say. I've watched both, of, both of these questionable it. shows. But no, I think I think that um, I don't think it does a disservice because I don't think winning does a service. And nope. we, we, we really don't know what the winning is. I mean, because granted, if it is for the NXT the Women's Championship, that does a disservice to the whole NXT Women's Locker Room. Yeah. So. Um, other than that, I mean, when you think back to the CWC, the way how you make an imprint is by putting on a match. And right now, I mean, we can I can say with no bias that uh, the me and Yim match with uh, um, um, why am I drawing a blank? Sarah Logan, yeah. yes, is equivalent to the Kota Obushi Cedric Alexander match. Where it's just like, okay, I know who these guys are. I don't know if you guys know who these guys are, but these guys need to be signed point blank yeah. and i think that's the service because you i mean minion's been around forever yeah. but again to uh the reference to hootie uh who was actually watching that who was watching those matches back in the day and you know how many people are going out to watch shimmer matches or looking for them and stuff like that so the fact that they get the spotlight to um and the promotional package to display who they are where they're from their style of wrestling and even to be on the WWE network to always be able to go back to is the service yeah the yes. Ronda Rousey and the Four Horsemen Woman thing is what we all have been wanting. At least I've been wanting it because I think that WrestleMania deserves to have that stardom um, to it. As a, if it's going to be a 10-hour show, please let it have the star factor to it. I mean, forget Flo Rider and Flo Rider policy every single year. Give us something that has a little bit of a, uh, an intrigue or you know, a celebrity uh, package to it because that's what WrestleMania is. If we're not going to have Pyro this year, ma- could you imagine if we don't have Pyro at WrestleMania? No, they're saying it's gonna be, they're saying it's going to be Survivor Series is okay. what the, the Horseman match would be, which is like ah, it's fine, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it? a lot, it's not a lot of time for the others to learn how to actually fucking wrestle, though. Right? Like, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. I don't, I don't mad as being a driving horse. I mean, at least it has a story because. Well, yeah. You think about the CWC afterwards, it was just like, all right, now what? Oh, we'll make 205 Live. Oh, wait, now what? <laughs> then it was no story, and it failed horribly. Yeah. So. Yeah. What the rest of you guys think? Do you, do you, are you guys excited to see the MMA women in WWE? Not, no, no? Not at all. I, nope. I think it's be a terrible idea. I mean, the point that Ronda Rousey has been losing, like, with the way she has, but, you know, the end of her uh, MMA career, I just see no point of it. it to me, it's... it's it's just not going to be real. I, I mean, I was even more intrigued about the Floor Mayweather versus Big Show than I am about this. <laughs> just, really? 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 If I'm, I'm, I'm Vince McMahon right now, I'm happy. Yeah. Because I'm making him, money. Talk to him. That's all that matters. <laughs> Talk it's, to him. It's getting the WWE name out there more and making money. And what does Ronda Rousey do? Get the WWE name out there more and make money. First of all, you guys are hypocrites if you don't like the fact that MMA women are going to be in the wrestling world. Because what is Brock Lesnar right now? How, how's that hypocritical? Because, I've always said that I don't like MMA. I, I mean, they're always me to tears. And I've, I've not seen a single MMA person since like Ken Shamrock that made me give a damn about the sport. And that was 20 years ago. Mm. I, that's fine. But who's your biggest sell in WWE right now? I'll definitely well, I don't know. I'm watching. Uh, Enzo his, yeah, right. His name is Brock <laughs> Lesnar, and he is from the UFC. And they bank on the fact that he's a UFC octagon champion, the the youngest yeah. uh, of, of the heavyweight division at a at a point, the biggest purse outside of um, Conor McGregor. No, I'm sorry, Ooh. it was bigger than Conor McGregor. So he is automatically a draw. Ronda Rousey is the biggest woman draw from the UFC. So it doesn't even matter because, like Bryce said, if it's cash and checks, that's all that matters. And half of the women's style in the May Young Classic references MMA style. The whole first round is full of people who has an MMA background. So if it ain't more tired jujitsu or judo, you're going to see it. You just happen to see four women that actually started in UFC that's coming over to the uh, WWE. So get with it. That's what's, that's what's happening. It's a reality now. now. Boxing, MMA, wrestling, it's all one interchangeable thing. I, th- okay. I well, think I don't have to watch them. <laughs> I think it's great because 
You have these MMA people coming in, and it kind of makes it more realistic because they bring that "oh yeah, I'm a real fighter" aspect to it. Legitimate threat. Isn't that the point of telling? Isn't that the point of telling the story? Isn't that the point of suspension of disbelief that I'm supposed to go to like a guy like Samoa Joe and a guy like you know uh, Brock Lesnar and go like, "Yeah, he'll murder you in real life, <laughs> whether they yeah. have the training or not." That's the point of their job. If you, if I can't believe. That you can fight as a wrestler, you're not doing your job. Well, that's why Brock is. That's why Brock is the biggest threat in WWE. Not because he only has two moves; <laughs> it's because he comes from the UFC. As that pedigree, yeah. yeah, go on. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, did, did he start? Did Lesnar start in the UFC? No. And then come to WWE, or was he, it the opposite? Collegiate, collegiate wrestling first. career. Oh, so that's the same as UFC. No, but he started no, out as a he not. started out with an amateur record in wrestling. He mm-hmm. did MMA and then he uh did um and then he did uh I'm sorry, um uh, WWE and then he went to the UFC. So he had an amateur career first, amateur career in wrestling, amateur career in MMA, um bo- um excuse me, boxing, uh WWE, then UFC, then WWE. Okay, so he went to WWE first. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God. So well, he's a natural wrestler. He's right. a natural athlete. That's that just happens to excel in wrestling, like Shelton. I'm, I'm sorry, but he just did. But. He did. Um, he did NFL first out of all of those. So. <laughs> no, he did WWE before he went to the NFL. Yeah, he did. Right. Did he? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He left WWE uh, to, yeah. to try out for the Vikings, and they said no, thank you. <laughs> I did see him in the preseason game. And now he has a very, he has a very nice farm in Saskatchewan. He's one of our Canadian boys. Good old Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So speaking of people who are natural-born wrestlers and great wrestlers, we love to watch them. Um, Enzo More. Let's discuss the fact that he has let's a title. Let's not discuss him. him. Well, let's get, let's get mad about this because last week's episode, I yelled a lot about how much I don't want to see this. But it's happening. It's, it's going to fucking happen. No mercy. He's got his title shot. So, does he stand a chance against Neville? Are they going to put the belt on him? What's yes. going to happen? What do we all think? Oh, right, we got no. a yes or prize? No way. It can't happen. I'm going to are... turn off No Mercy if that happens. <laughs> I, and I hate to say this, but you know why they'll put the belt on the Money? Because Perfect. it brings, and I hate to say that it is money. It's a reason behind that. He gets a reaction out of fans that nobody on 205 Live really gets. That's a good point. Okay, okay. Is, is that possible? Well, I'm sorry. Is that possible because they don't really invest in the talent into 05 Live? Because this, be. is, this is the problem yeah. that we have. We're suffering from a disconnect between Classic and right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And if somebody would have said that Cruiserweight Classic would have led it to Enzo Amore being the face of the division, I would have called you a lie. Between then and now is the fact that they've uh, diminished investment of they've divested from 205 Live. And oh, it went from a good idea to a bad idea to this thing that we can't get away like a blister. <laughs> <laughs> Two chains. Let me ask this question on top of that. What's up with this doghouse? So if he was in the doghouse so much, is this a reward for doing your time in the doghouse to become a champion on 205 Live? Or, or, or Dude, sp- stop. The, the champion 205 Live thing is stop. That's not happening. And if it does happen, <laughs> I, I will have no parts of it talking about it ever. So I'm just complete mute, bathroom break on the show. It. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Doghouse, yes. Reward to 205, demotion, because you were right. on Raw. Um, your tag team, that was probably one of the hottest. I ain't going to say hottest, but it was a big draw to the kids. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. Never won a championship. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, whatever. But people liked it, I guess. I um, need it. No. You know, he... He, um, just no. I think okay, after this, he completely gets buried. <laughs> like, put him back at NXT for all I care. I don't. I don't have nothing else to say about that. Like, geez, I can't believe he's out of a title shot. Where is my man Cedric Alexander in the title picture? Yeah, but all right. So let, let's go back to this. While we'll be mad about him possibly having a title, the truth is. He gets he gives two or five that kind of attention, that, and that's the truth. And as much as you hate to say it, he gives it a certain kind of attention that nobody else does. I'm, I'm pretty bored with him. 
that's the unfortunate reality of it is that the only person that can that is a legit draw for 205 Live is Enzo Amore. And we've talked about it ad nauseum in the past about what they can do to reinvigorate the uh, division, uh, you know, maybe have guest appearances, some calls from, you know, use NXT guys as like a middle ground, you know, send some guys down, move some guys up or whatever. But the bottom line is that the only person that they, people really give a damn about is Enzo Amore. And that's because he brought people from Raw. People from the Cruiserweight Classic sticking around, and that's uh, it's it's unfortunate, but that's the hole that they dug. I kind of agree, but and then this is where I, we are. I still think Neville is maybe the biggest draw because he's probably the best heel in the company right now. Um, he was on sir merch, right? Right. That's what does I was Neville have merch? Does he have merch? Oh my god, does he? No, uh, other than that like cape. Yeah, no, I don't heel. think he has heel merch, but he Neville's got like fucking ten T-shirts, so and a hat with his dumb hair on it. Right. And the, the KFC Colonel Sanders uh, get oh, up. You can, so. you can buy that cape. <laughs> I'd love to buy a merch cape. But yeah, I mean, it does, it, you know, it would just be such a fucking knife in Neville's back. He's done such good work. And if he loses the bell to the court jester over here, I just, it's a story. But what, kind of, what kind of story are you telling? Like, God, God. Uh, it, well, it's, it's, I think uh, Enzo Amore is a better uh, TJ Perkins. In that he's a person that is this flamboyant and out there character, whatever. Um, but you don't really know why you could like him, but you wind up liking him for some reason. Mm-hmm. And until he just grows on you, that you realize that oh, this is all you're going to get from him, and then you move on. Um, T.J. Perkins, unfortunately, you know, has that same kind of like your weird gimmick where he's a guy and he can do things and whatever and culture and stuff like that, and then you realize that you're bored with him. Um, that's why I think Enzo Amari should get the belt. Um, and that's why I think the, or the championship. And I, that's why I think that, um, Neville doesn't have a problem regaining it. We know that he's that good. And it's always interesting to see a heel chase, uh, the baby face. And then that's, you know, I just hope they don't flip flop with it, but honestly, they need to shake it up a bit with Enzo as champion that puts Neville back in, you know, a couple notches. And maybe a Gulak or uh, Cedric Alexander or um, Kendrick, if he's still there, uh, maybe they can step up. Because yeah. Neville's good. Neville's in a good place. The only thing he needs to do is just get that word to go, and he'll be back up there you know, in the title picture again. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so, uh, so from little wrestlers to big wrestlers, uh, let's take a minute to talk about the big show, everyone's favorite topic. Because he... Mm-hmm. Um, he might be retiring now, I guess. There's a lot of interesting appearances made about the fact that he got thrown through the cage door. And uh, when he first made his debut in WWE, he threw Austin through a cage door, I believe it was. Uh-huh. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, this could mean that uh, Big Show's going to be retiring now. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing for WWE? Like, do we want to see him go? He's so good at putting over younger talent. But, you know, he's also a million years old. And I don't think he has any card, like no collagen left in his knees, no cartilage. Hmm. Um, you know, is it time for him to, to take a step back? I think that, um, first of all, him over the years has always been a polarizing figure in every stable promotion that he's always worked in. Um, he doesn't get a lot of the love, but once he retires, he will. Um, it's it's, it's kind of crazy how that works, but um, he's he's always been an X factor no matter where he's been. Um, his conditioning as of recently losing that weight, mm-hmm. good for him. Um, I, I'm sure he's seen a lot of people of, of his, uh, you know, grew up watching and people around him of being a little bit heavier, having their careers cut short. So good for him for cutting the weight. Um, good luck, future endeavors. Good luck for always doing the the, the groundwork and charities and um, all of the organizations like you already touched on, putting the young talent over. If this is what is going to be his final curtain call. It's a little underwhelming because maybe I'm not maybe I'm not correct, but he has not won the Andre the Giant Memorial, has he? He won he it once. I think. Yeah, did he's he? like the second winner, I think. If, if they've done I, it three times, he's won it twice. No, Cesaro won, won it once. Cesaro Star won, Big Show won, and um, um, uh, Corbin won. Yeah. I know Cor- Corbin and yeah. Cesaro won. I'm not sure if the Big Show won the first one. No, I think he won the second Cesaro one. The first one. Yeah, I think uh, Big Show won the second. He won the second. Okay. Like, well, yeah, if that's the case, case then I was going to say it would be good to see make that he went out on that note because I always thought he never did. But um, yeah, he's he's done everything he's needed to do, and um, he yeah, 
that legitimately helps out Braun. So um, they, and it was a great match. Let's not forget about that. So yeah, there's yeah. really nothing for Big Show to do. I mean, he's been uh, doing the wrestling since '95 or '96. I mean, he he's done movie roles. He's been a couple of times world champion. I mean, he's he's a no-brainer Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, he won the second one. Entrant. Um, okay. He beat he beat <laughs> Miss Dow. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. It's really good oh. that you forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the year that everybody liked. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you know, I mean, his career uh, speaks for itself. And if he can use that in a moment where he passes the torch to Braun Strowman in like a less than obvious manner, then that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and, and people are generally okay with that. But if if, it, if this is his last match, then good. If this isn't his last match, then why? And I would hate for him to get to like that Ric Flair or Mark Henry point where we just go, so, so you're still here. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell us, Bryce, you got, uh, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just to add to it, just thinking about over Big Show's career from WCW to where he's now in WWE, it's just consistent respect throughout the whole process. And even though th that may have been his last match or whatever they want to call it, you just got to give him respect. Like, I'll be honest, for the last two three years, I'm like, okay, why do we see Big Show? But then when he goes in the ring, you can just see how much he really appreciates putting people over. Even at a house show where he put over Jinder Mahal, which I saw the footage of that, you saw the Big Show really work hard to make sure the guy that needs to go over does. And he's willing to be selfless with that. So with that being a great career, like, whenever he says – done i say he's the first battle hall of famer without question without question a hall of fame expert mm -hmm. has spoken yep exactly miz and him first battle hall of famers like yeah. first of all straight now <clears throat> silly so is not a hall of fame expert i am <laughs> far from it <laughs> and i personally think this is not his last match i think it's just you know he was in that match to you know put braun over as this monster among men a little bit more and make it more believable that he can really beat um, Brock Lesnar. So I personally think he pr he probably has one more year in him. I definitely don't think this is his last match. Mm -hmm. I won't be surprised if he does a match at WrestleMania and that, that's his last match. Um, but I think he still has a few more now. Cool. How, many, like, how many championships has Big Show won? He's been the WWE, WCW champion. He's been a tag team champion. Has he been, ever been, ever been an uh, intercontinental U.S. champion? I don't think he has the Grand Slam, no. Oh, he doesn't. No. Uh, yeah. But, but I, will, I will say this. Underratedly, uh -huh. Big Show has always been in the top five of uh, highest paid on the um, WWE yes. roster. So. Yes. He doesn't mind doing the work because he's getting the checks for sure. So he's doing fine, um, but as for wrestlers who are not doing fine, uh, Sami Zayn is on a bit of a losing streak right now, and it's very unfortunate, especially for me. He's one of my countrymen. I love me some Sami. I think he's one of the best wrestlers that we have. He's getting used for trash. Um, what what can they do to rehabilitate Sammy, his image? Sammy if they're going to do it, is the most mishandled wrestler in WWE. Good. Um, Cesaro will, will be number one. Cool. And then right, Cesaro's definitely number one. <laughs> I think but, so. Cesaro found his little grip with this tag team machine. I think that's... I think that right now Sami Zayn is the most mishandled. You don't, they don't know what to do with him, I think. And that's the creator's mistake. Yeah. It, I don't even... I'm not even excited to see Sami Zayn right now because they don't know what to do with him. It's it's like hot potato. It's like it's kind of like him and Dolph Ziggler are, are the same person right now. Ooh. They didn't know what to do with him since he got from NXT, and unfortunately, it's because he doesn't have a story. He doesn't have a direction. A lot of Sami Zayn's uh, NXT work was based on Kevin Owens, and he was the underdog because Kevin Owens Owens buried him. Yeah. Um, from and that's a one. good storytelling. Hmm? From day one when he came in NXT, I'm sorry. From day one. So, so that's just good storytelling between those two. And it puts and it sets uh, Sami Zayn on the path, and it sets Kevin Owens on the path. Now that he gets up to the WWE, so what? I mean, his biggest deal was bitching at Nick Foley about wrestling, and he got compared to Eva Marie. Uh, I don't understand how a wrestler of his like talents, and we've seen it 
all over the world what he can do, and that's part of what the hype is. But the hype yeah. died down because he hasn't done anything, and that's most unfortunate. And now it's coming to the expense of Aiden English, which I think Aiden English is a talented performer. But at this point, you know, you know, you don't know what they're going to do with him. It's just very, very bad for SmackDown right now with those mid-card wrestlers they don't know what to do with. You guys yep. like Aiden English new theme? I do. I think it's, it's hilarious. A, I'm with. Oh, I'm with it too. He does. He has like an actual theme, or does he sing it? No, it's a real theme. It's okay. kind of like it's kind of awful, but amazing. Yeah, I, I kind of like was like, what? okay, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of other bad ones that's debuted recently, uh, Emma. But yeah, I, I can hey, get his. Hey, hey, watch your mouth. Emma theme is horrible. It's probably my second most hated. I'm not really two new, two new themes. Yeah, I'm not really. I really hate Carmella's, but um, Emma's is right, right there, right there. Yeah, Emma's is. I, she needs to go back to her old one. I don't know why they switched that one. Oh, I would love if Emma won the championship. <laughs> I would, I, I would, I would just stop uh, complaining yeah. about everything, and she just automatically won. A fatal four way will be interesting because yeah. you know was not expecting that to happen. Um, but I guess yeah, it, it's cool because my next question too is about, and I, this might be contentious, but you know the the whole thing about Sasha Banks complaining or, or if she has or not about fans stalking, quote unquote, stalking her at the airports and hotels. Super viable. We've all seen those people. We probably even know some of those people who go to the airport. I've been one of those people. One of those people, you know, and some of them take it a little too far. So was, uh, how do we feel about her talking about this publicly and basically saying, like, don't stalk me in public? Because you have the, the one side of people who say, it's my right. I'm allowed to do it. It's a free country. I pay for your merch. I pay for your shows. Like, I should be able to go up and ask you for photos at four in the morning at the airport. Or, you know, do you, do they deserve that same kind of privacy that the rest of us plebs get when, you know, we're there? That's, that's a BS argument. I mean, like, I don't, you know, whatever you do in your job and whatever you guys do in your jobs, um, that doesn't give anybody, the, the public, the right to uh, wake you up at 4 a.m. and complain about you not doing your job. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, cops get the same treatment, fire department get the same treatment, judges, and so on. Uh, you're a public servant, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. Uh, the idea is if you're waiting in the arrivals area of an airport at 3 a.m., or if you're parked in the parking lot outside of the wrestlers' hotels, then you're a dick with no life. Go home. You're not welcome there. Yeah, mm. hot take. Have, uh, have any of you guys done that? Yes. <laughs> yes? Yes. Well, well, I mean, I mean I, who's, I, who's, who's listening to this? <laughs> no, I, I would definitely here. say that 20 years ago, as a shithead, you know, 17 year old, um, and I'm not 37, but uh, <laughs> when um, what was it, Backlash came to the Baltimore Arena, uh, we definitely okay. left the show early, my friends and I in high school, and we definitely camped out back at the parking lot and tried to sneak back into the Baltimore Arena in like the employee parking lot and definitely tried to get into like the tour bus. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, we were shithead kids. So, yeah. you, know, you know, what are you going to do? Now, would, you know, 34-year-old me do that now? Well, no. Um, just be But just because I understand it doesn't make it right at any point in time. It's wrong then, it's wrong now, and it will always be wrong. I'm, I have been trying to figure out how do I want to say my answer, but I know that this may come off probably wrong, but nobody in WWE, I really would go full-blown stalker camping out for it just it's it's just not there because and it's not there because sasha is part of the reason sasha has hella fans and you know she promotes them on social media but i hear she's not friendly in person so it's just like do i really want to run into or try to talk to somebody who has this persona that they're so big and, you know, they got so many fans that they can't even take a second to actually speak to me. But well, wait, it, it depends on how you approach it, though, because just thinking of Sasha Banks, you know, my wife took a picture of Sasha Banks with, with her together, and she was very nice and cool about it. And I think was was very precious. It depends on what mood the person is. Or the element that she's in. Yep. Or the what? element that she's in or how they approach it. Because it's, even with uh, CM Punk was talking to Colt Cabana on one of his podcasts, and he talked about how some wrestlers would come up and approach him and say, hey, CM Punk, you know, hey, can I have your autograph? Or if somebody that's drunk and says, hey, Phil, 
you know, right. you know, blah, 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 blah. It, it depends on what type of perception, like you said, the location of where you are and how people approach them. So it goes both ways and they're human. Sometimes people just don't want to be bothered. Like I always thought to myself, if I was famous, would I have a problem going to my local grocery store without being hassled just because I'm who I am? If I was famous, well, would I have to, you know, dress up just to make sure I hide myself out. Well, yeah, and speaking of that, I don't know if you guys also saw it, but hey, there, was, there, there, was this one, there, there was this one dickhead who, you know, got an airport 4 a.m. picture with Alexa Bliss and posted it with the caption being like, oh, everybody who thinks she's so hot, this is what she actually looks like. Oh, I saw that. Much, like, that's a load of crap, you asshole. So it's like, no hey, wonder, look. no wonder. Yeah, go on. You, cho- you chose this profession, just deal with it. No, that's that's, that's, yeah, that's not. <laughs> you chose to deal with it. You chose. No, you, this is our you only knew, right hey, here. You knew that with that profession, your privacy is going to be invaded. You're going to no one. You're a public figure. Just no one. It comes with the, the territory. Right to invade it comes, your privacy ever. It comes with the territory. But that's, but I'm but sorry. My, but my it, thing it, is. No, but but no, but my thing is, um, you know, when you're when you're in your work environment and it comes to that, I mean, obviously, if, if you're doing anything legit, I feel like the only time that you actually do get a one on one with these people is when you pay for it, which is fine. But at the other than that, if you catch them walking through their uh, walking to their hotel room, which most people try to camp out at because they they figure out which hotel they're staying at, or if you catch them, you know, floating around, am I going to take that 50 50 chance on trying to talk to them? Knowing that the whole persona is just like, well, I'm not at wrestling right now. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna talk to you. I mean, yeah, I, that, I think there is it. a context to it. Uh, you know, WWE comes to Washington D.C. twice a year usually, and they do stay at a particular hotel within walking distance of the venue. Um, I know that because I've I've seen it, and I have friends that work for uh, that hotel. Or you work for? Uh, calm down. Okay. But the idea is, at no point in time is it okay to show up at in, in, in outside of the parameters of work. Yep. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're if you're a stripper or if you are Bill Nye the Science Guy. Nobody should come up to Neil deGrasse Tyson in the supermarket hey, and say climate change doesn't exist. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I feel totally differently. You you are in a certain profession. You know the risk associated with that profession. You know it when you go into it. Yeah, there's also something called decorum, and it doesn't give you the right to stalk people that you are fans of. Yep. And I understand that fan is short for fanatic, but there's also something called decorum where people need to exhibit that and realize that, yes, they are people. Yes, they don't owe you anything. You paid your money for this show. This is the parameters of this show. They don't owe you anything other than that. So showing up at their hotel room is a dick move. And well, you're thanks. absolutely right. They don't owe you nothing. But again, <coughs> as that performer, you knew the risk associated when you went into that career field. You yeah. knew that things are going to happen. It's either you accept it or you don't. But it's the going to happen. Statements like that that, that that rationalize what should be an exception. It should not be the norm for people to show up at 5 a.m. at the airport uh, running down the wrong way down the jetway to see a, a, a person of interest. That's not okay. <laughs> I mean, like I said, hey, that's that's the life that we live. Okay, and so... No, no, no. It's the life that so, you live because you want to defend stalkers all you want. I'm not... I don't, you, I, I don't do oh, it. Boy, Here's oh. the thing. I don't do it, but and again, like I said, that performer knows the risk associated with doing what they do. So... So so wait wait I, two reverse questions to this number one and I would I would ask Caitlin this what do you feel is the best approach for somebody to approach a WWE superstar in either the wrestling environment or within the wrestling town of choice or of interest that of that weekend oh geez you know I I'm really weird about approaching anybody who's a, an entertainer with a certain level of fame because. Like I, I was a music journalist. I worked with musicians for a long time. I did a lot of meet and greets. I find them very awkward because it is definitely you're on the clock sort of thing. But at the same time, that is the best environment to meet them. And I mean, I know you're not going to get that with WWE all the time unless you fork out fucking hundreds of dollars. But you go to an ROH show, you, you spend 20 bucks and you get a meet and greet. And I think that is a really great way to go because it's a little extra money for the performer. 
they give you like maybe five minutes so you get to chat. It's, it's a great way to get a picture, you get an autograph, and it's in an environment where it's acceptable and it's encouraged and it's not creepy. I just think that the word of the day should be creepy. You don't want to be fucking creepy. Agreed. Agreed. And, and I mean, that goes for any gender. I'm not just saying it's the, the creepy male neckbeards. It's any gender. With I, Women can be creepy. I'm sure I've been very creepy before. So I'm not trying to do that anymore. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen one of your tweets about, uh, okay, we'll just keep going. Yeah, so some of my, some of, yeah, my, my, some of my tweets are a little creepy. Uh, Alistair like, Black is still on standby for getting a pair of... I, uh, I hate that you tagged him in that tweet. God damn it. My plan has been ruined. My plan is ruined. Um, but yeah, no, I don't... I, I just think, you know, nobody... Like, fuck. Who's, we've all been on flights that get in at fuck o'clock in the morning. You don't want to talk to people. I don't want to talk to anybody. And if some asshole comes up with a briefcase full of my fucking merch... And wants oh, me to sign everything. Totally. I yeah. just, I, 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 and then in, in the back of your brain, you're going, well, if I say no, I'm going to be said all over Twitter that I'm a bitch for not doing this. It's, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for these guys. So I don't begrudge them the wanting to just get the hell out of there and not talk to people. Like, I, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. I think that they should have their lives, you know? So, so for some of these other people in Evolve, Progress, um, Hootie and the Blowfish, and R.O.H., who are totally presentable. Who wants to? Who would don't mind you approaching and speaking? What does that say about them, or what does that say about the promotion? If it says anything, oh, good question. I don't think that says anything because we've seen either. where Randy Randy Orton has tweeted for years about how people won't leave him alone at the gym, or how hard it is to find a good gym to work out in in a city. But people come up, you know, with like their sweaty palms, like, hey, Randy, bro, you know, give me your, uh, I got a demo tape for you, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that stuff when you're trying to go into the sauna or workout or whatever you're trying to do. He's trying to condition himself for work. Um, and people are like, you know, if I could just have a moment. Well, I gave you a moment. That moment has passed. Go away. And some people don't want to take no for an answer. Uh, the idea is whether you're, um, you know, a, a, a large band in a small venue where the seating, where the arrangements are a little bit more intimate, uh, or if you're in a small band in a large concert where, for the same price, you're sitting in the nosebleed section. Uh, whether you're in, in an ROH, and how many wrestlers have we talked to just in the short time that we've been working with Nova Pro, or just even by going to an indie show? Uh, but that does not mean that I get to show up at their houses or take down license plate numbers of their cars and trace it back to their homes and wherever the hell Mrs. Missouri, uh, you know, th there is a line between the, uh, you know, customer and the employee. And that, that consumer relationship that we have is what we all have with the entertainers that we like. And it ends once the show ends. So at 11.15, if you're going to Raw, go home. Your day is over as a fan. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you're hot, you can always come by, but... Oh, that's a different problem. Oh, it's different these days, guys. I'll tell you that. <laughs> everyone's got camera. Everyone's got camera phones. Uh, okay, I got one more question because uh, I'm not conscious of time. But I, we, I think we all saw that some guy got Vincent Man's face tattooed on his ass. That's uh, that's the thing that happened. It's definitely thing that happened. Jerry Lawler reported on it. You know, our, our bastion of good news, the king. So my question for all of you would be: If you could get a tattoo with a wrestling reference, what would it be? Ooh, tattoo uh, with wrestling reference? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I would I would straight up go Vince McMahon, and I would quote it with, "You ain't got the grapefruits." <laughs> right outside. just underneath it. Amazing. <laughs> you ain't got the grapefruits. <laughs> I think I would do something like with the Attitude Era. Um, I don't know. That's Maybe funny. like the Raw is War type tattoo or the old Raw is War symbol. Because I used to love it when you got WWE Raw and then have the little copyright thing goes off at 10 o'clock and it became Warzone. So, I mean, something like throwback type like that, I think that would be good for me. Cool. Uh, personally, I'm, I am vehemently against tattoos, so I would never get one, even as a joke. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I would love to play fancy football with Jamal. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you lose, boy. You got to get that tattoo. Yeah, I also don't gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, Roman Reigns fist. 
shoved up your. <laughs> first of all, first of all, this is a good question. Hmm. I, know, I think you know, Caitlin will get Seth Rollins. Face. I wouldn't. No, no, not his face. I've always said, and I might still. Oh, no, I can't do it. I used to, there was a time when I was going to get Peacock Feathers tattooed because I love Dalton Castle so much. And it's still on the table because it's one of those tattoos you can pass off as not necessarily being a wrestling tattoo. So I've, I've seen some really good ones that are like, uh, someone got like the El Generico mask tattooed and it looked great. I've seen that. Um, yeah, it was a great one. But then there are other like creepy Alexa Bliss tattoos and stuff. And again, no. here's their personal space issue. You're tweeting this creepy picture at them. Like, look, I got a tattoo of your face. And <laughs> how do you expect them to respond, guy? Like, I just, I, I, I would not go so far as to get a wrestler's face tattooed. But, you know, you have to think of something that later on in life you don't have to necessarily admit was wrestling related. Yeah, and I think if I had the space to do it, I would, and I know I'm not of that heritage, but I'll get the Samoan tattoos. Oh, that's oh they're special. cool. Huh? I didn't think about that. That is cool. Painful. Long, but they look cool. No, no one's getting a Brahma bull. We can confirm that. No, right? definitely. Yeah, that one's, that one's done with. That was completely done, but, uh. Yeah, apparently, and I didn't notice, but Ty Dillinger's Panther tattoo is a cover-up of a Brahma Bull tattoo. Oh, really? Really? I thought I thought that was a joke, but apparently it's true. So hmm. uh, take that as you will. You can always get them covered up afterwards. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's, a, that's it for all my questions tonight, if anybody has anything I, I, else. I got a question for Krabby, going back to the Gail, Gail Kim Uh-oh. Hall of Fame between uh, WWE and TNA, just for, just for baseball fun. So, Krabby. If you're Harold, if you have a vote for Harold Baines to be in the Hall of Fame, will he go in the Hall of Fame as an Oriole or a White Sox? Uh, I'm I'm biased because I remember him and saw him live as an Oriole. Yeah. But I think uh, he won his championships with the White Sox, so I would say it's a Chicago. Okay. Okay. And, and wait a minute. Would you, would, would you say that's like a direct comparison with Gail Kim between WWE and TNA? Absolutely, but yeah, and okay. Gail, uh, Gail Kim has like thirty one hundred hits also, so that's a that's a plus. Okay. But but you know, I, I think that um, if somebody were to ask, you know, do you remember Gail Kim right now in WWE? Yeah, it would be kind of fifty fifty. And if yeah. somebody were a fan of TNA, they said, "Do you remember Gail Kim?" Like, oh my god, yeah, of course, she's one of the best women we had. Good point. Gotcha. Good point. Um, first of all, I feel like Caitlin did not touch on Kenny Omega news. I just thought I just thought that question was kind of like eh, it wasn't really going to go anywhere. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Jamal, yeah. So uh, for do we care this week? Uh, there's actually a bunch of stuff, but um, uh, the biggest thing is, and this is not a matter of do we care because I'm going to read it anyway. But uh, John Cena is absolutely flaming Roman Reigns on Twitter right now. <laughs> I need this in my life. Actually, I look at the show. Um, yeah, we can. I care. I care. So, take, take uh, John Cena. Uh, okay. That's a problem. Uh, John Cena says, with the NFL kickoff here, WWE Roman Reigns, here is you are, quote. It's spelled, and he said, guess some waters are off limits, or maybe I should learn how to spell. Hashtag no mercy. Roman Reigns jumped in and said, Quote, bad things happen when you try to think, John. No worries. Just have someone film you power cleaning for the 5,000th time. So Sean Cena <laughs> says, you got me on this one. Should have played it safer. Next time, I'll put my tweet in a padded vest to protect it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh. <laughs> and then Roman Reigns retorts with, uh, you must be asking people on Twitter for insults, crying emoji. And you aren't aren't you a bit old for Smack Talk Online? Just see me at Raw. Uh, Week. He says, and Cena ends it with, uh, "Sounds like a date." Smiley face emoji. See you there, sir. It's been working out quite well for you as of late. So <laughs> this is funny. Very interesting business. Um, the progressive liberal um, Dan Richards on the show. And he's actually number 500 in the PWI. Um, what? If, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's he's Mister Five Hundred, and I and I didn't bring it up, but um because I fucking hate that list. Would, would, but, that, be, um, would that be considered Mister Relevant? No, no, absolutely not. Because there's a, a ton more than five hundred wrestlers out there. Um, there's a ton more people in the draft as well too, but they don't all get and they're drafted. trash. And, and they're trash. So that's why we don't count them. Um, but but good for him for making the list. And, and of course, you can hear uh, our interview with him on uh, on our YouTube channel when the night since SoundCloud and all that. Uh, so Jeff Jarrett is absolutely done um, as of right now with um, Global Force. But do we care about the other rumored potential investors in uh, Global Force Wrestling? No. 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 Okay. Go away. So, uh, uh, Kazuchika Okada uh, made a comment that I've just translated from Japanese to whether uh, whether or not he can make a jump from WWE uh, to WWE from um, Japan. Uh, do we care about his uh, thoughts on that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He says, and I quote, uh, there's really no telling what could happen. But as much as I feel the desire and the drive to be in a match against gender or something at that level at SummerSlam, just like Nakamura did, I also want to jump into UFC. I also want to go Hollywood and try my luck there, maybe as the next James Bond. So Mike desire to focus on the next challenge against Kenny or whoever here. So to be honest with you, I simply don't know. That's a BS answer, but honestly, it really is. I kind of, you know, would be interested to see how well um, uh, Okada would do in UFC. And it would be interesting to see a Japanese James Bond, but that would be hilarious. I, I don't know if. Uh... By the way, half of that New Japan roster has an MMA background and career oh, God, as well. Simultaneous. Is... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just I mean, saying. is Dana White paying you? I mean, you can let us know. Just, just for disclosure. I would love a. I would love a. Uh, I mean, we get any kickbacks there from Dana White? I actually met Dana White before, and he's actually cool. Believe it or not, he's really uh, of cool. Of course, of course he is. Oh, absolutely, of course he is. Dana White. Yeah. Um, wait. There's something about that I was going to say though. Um, oh, it, it is absolutely very cool of somebody of his caliber to mention Jinder Mahal to want to face him because. I really still don't believe people are giving gender the recognition that he needs. I mean, he is the champ, and I really do not feel like people are recognizing that. I think the, I think when you talk about the WWE, WWE uh, championship picture, people are saying Orton and Nakamura because they were the two for the number one contender. But, but are people really giving gender the acknowledgement that he has? Any other champion, it's without a doubt he is the champion. But people still, I don't feel like, are still buying into gender like they should. I think to be fair, to be fair, uh, what we're hearing from quote unquote people, I don't think is is reflective of outside of the U.S. Um, Oh, North America. Oh, yeah. Um, And and I I, well, it should even the U.S. because I definitely think because in Canada he got a hero's welcome at SmackDown in Toronto a couple months ago. That's fair. Um, Obviously, he got a. It was a big deal in India um, when he became champion as well. So it would be interesting. Uh, especially since this gimmick isn't anti anything, it's just pro something that's not America. Yeah, and I think especially now with this contentious time in American history, people around the world may be going, "Hey, you know what? You know, I'm okay with this." Even though in the arenas in Little Rock, Arkansas, they're going, "Boo, the brown guy." Yeah, and here's my so thing: I, just to add to that, from a I guess uh, I say an American perspective, if you just like wrestling, America, I I just. I just feel like WWE is doing a good job by not overselling why he's a champion or overselling that he's a champion. Because sometimes when you have somebody that's new and because a champion, you throw it in people's face so much that you get tired of it. And I think you push him well enough where you're not featuring him every week matches or every week wrestling, but he's featured enough where you know he's in existence. You know he has a mouthpiece where he can carry a, a, a promo for a, a week or two. And then when he wrestles on the B-level pay-per-views or the mainstream pay-per-views, he has a decent match. It's not a bad match. So I think it's really having a great, great uh, stable as as a champion. Yeah, I think, you know, back in May when we were in TakeOver Chicago, and one of the reasons why we skipped uh, staying in town for Backlash was because, A, I had to work on Monday. 
and B, nobody's really interested in Jinder versus Randy. But I'm low-key regretting not staying. Uh, however, who would have thought that this would be the summer of Jinder Mahal right. in any year? Right, So, right. so good for him. Um, the last thing that we may or may not care about is uh, about Alexa Bliss. Um, she said on Lillian Garcia's podcast about the help that she gets uh, training for promos. Uh, down in NXT, they do promo classes, but um, she gets a little bit of extra help. Do you care who that's from? No. Yes. Dusty Rhodes, rest in peace. Uh, I know who it is, so not really? Yes. I want to know. Say yes, okay. Bryce. Yes, I do care. No, that's two. That's that. No, now somebody got to break it. That's two, four, and two, four, no. That's up to you, Um, I already know, but like, let's say yes anyway. Whatever. We'll share the, share the knowledge. Okay. Um, so uh, she credits her mom, of, of all people. Okay. She cut a promo. No. See, that's what y'all get. You can't <laughs> say no now. That's what I get. So you sit down. Um, and she credits her mom. She would, talks about how she went to a promo class at NXT, and then she would try them out in front of her mom, and mom would say, well, that doesn't sound right. And I don't know if it's mother seven or not, but whatever. Um, and she would make her go do it over again. It was kind of like cheerleading practice for her, so... Uh, good old, good old, good old Mama Bliss for um for having an hour with that, and I think you know that does help. Alexis, not bad on the mic, and she's cute at even at four in the morning when somebody sticks a camera in her face. So good on you, Mom. But yeah, that's it for do we care this week. Uh, so to, so um three things that I'm surprised haven't been brought up. We will um um just to touch on Kenny Omega suffered a leg injury and he's going to be out for a couple of not a couple couple of weeks, two months. Is that Four correct? to six weeks, something like that. Yeah, yep. so um, I heard I heard six weeks, but um, I, I also didn't care about that, so I didn't. I didn't for, for the for the way he's been working matches and the high quality matches, I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I was like, man, it's gonna be it's one day's it's gonna it's gonna be bad luck because I just feel like man, he risks it all. But speedy recovery recovery to the champ. Um, but the other interesting thing I'm surprised you guys no two interesting things that you guys I'm surprised haven't brought up. Number one, officially. Our guy Donovan Dijak has signed to WWE um, and already mm-hmm. being an advocate for the Connors Cure. Um, he's down at NXT, so uh, well deserved. Uh, we knew it for a while. We knew it was coming for a while for sure. Uh, well deserved and happy for him. Uh, look forward to see how he's inserted into the picture, uh, especially with so many ROH guys coming in. So um, definitely look forward to that. And my last thing is the Young Bucks. I don't know if you guys heard, but the Suck It thing. WWE has definitely sent them an order of cease and desist of using it. So, um, yeah, that's happening, and they also said they are interested in buying Global Force, but those guys are already always on joke time, but yeah, surprised nobody brought that up. I wasn't, sure, I, I wasn't sure if it was kayfabe or not, to be honest, but, um, yeah. I, I didn't, they get, didn't, didn't they get a cease and desist for Fuck the Revival too? Or was that also part of the joke? I didn't. I didn't uh, possibly, but I mean, and, but yeah. Who can I tell mean, with them? Right, I love that's them. The, that's the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love it. I'm gonna marathon being the elite all weekend, and um, I will have more insights for that later. Yeah, that's a good time. Uh, I do want to say one last thing. Uh, NXT canceled a bunch of house shows in Florida because uh, Hurricane Irma is going to. Uh, Rain down fire and fury upon the Sunshine State. So if you're down in Florida, uh, just leave now. Just yeah, please, safe. please be safe. Please be safe. Yeah, yeah. Our, our friends down in Tampa, and um, you know, they're they're luckily they're okay and expected to be okay. But um, if, wherever you're watching it, um, there's no wrestling for you. Uh, NXT is closed. So just be safe and, and ride it out, and and we'll see you next week. And, and, and definitely prayers out to our last member of our team, uh, Dr. M, who also is on evacuation mode c- from Savannah, Georgia, which um, he will be going to his dad. So I texted him earlier and he said um, he'll keep me updated. But, yeah, it's serious. So, people, um, if it's in your route, don't don't even play the game. Just get out of there. Find gas because that's obviously a really big thing right, right now. And just get out of Dodge. Yeah, right don't fly United because apparently it's six thousand dollars a flight uh, yeah. out of Miami right now. So yeah, somebody, those guys. somebody cue some curse words up because I'm hearing yes, I'm hearing one ways of like I'm hearing one one ways from like Miami to Atlanta is two thousand dollars. 
That no. is blasphemy. Cue up some curse words. Somebody say something. No, this is, no, this no. is how Mad Max starts. This is the beginning of Mad Max. <laughs> the gasoline wars movie. are coming. The gasoline wars are about to happen. Right. We're, 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 we're all over. Yeah, where's my spray uh, spray can at? Let's all get ready for that, guys. Yeah. They're all blood bags at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, do we have anything else? Or are we uh... Are we out? Awesome. All right. So, are we? Uh, do we? How do we wrap up? I, I don't know. I, somebody say something. I, okay. I, we so, we just plug uh, everything. I'll take it from here. Uh, yeah. So, th so that's it for this week. We will see you next week, God willing. Uh, this is the Bitco Belt Wrestling Podcast. So, for uh, myself at on Twitter at John Crab, there's Caitlin, uh, Mr. Silly Sellers, D Wayne. So, you know, good to see you. But um, Roman Reigns sucks. Um, yeah, two changes <laughs> over there. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, do follow us on the Twitter at BGB Group. Uh, follow us, you know, and once you do that, you can subscribe to us on the YouTube. Uh, all of us at Barbie's Dreamhouse Adventure, Club Penguin, we're everywhere. Uh, check out our interview with the progressive liberal, Daniel Richards. Uh, check us out at the Nova Pro Show in two weeks. We are hosting a pregame show. So it'll be a good time if you're in Florida. Please stay safe, and we will see you next Thursday on the Bill Goldberg Wrestling Podcast.